This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. How slow is everyone's internet? I, I saw a friend of mine complaining about how he's just fed up with the, watching Netflix or whatever and the uh, thing buffering over and over again because his internet is slower than it's supposed to be. Hmm. Have, you, have you had issues, Jim? No, I don't think so. I he have. Lives, he lives in the country or in the city? He lives in the city. Huh. I feel like it's... Uh, I almost feel like they will they'll lower your internet speed. Throttle it? Until you complain about it. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, try it now. Oh, wow, amazing. It suddenly works. Because I've had to do that a couple times, especially when we were working from home. I, I have a pretty substantial um, plan uh-huh. that I'm paying for. And if you go to speed.com, I think it is, it, it tells you what your internet speed is running at. And it was never even close to what it was supposed to be. And then, But then I'd call them and they'd be like, oh, I'll give it a try now. And then it'd be, yeah, well, now it works. Really? So then they flipped it. But what would they gain from it? I mean, if you're paying for it, why would they slow it down? Well, because they have to provide the uh, the internet to so many people, right? So they're just saving a little bandwidth or something like yeah, that? Yeah, for the, the neighbors. Everyone's jumping on after dinner. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. jumping on to get caught up on their favorite shows. And it's really slowing things down. Mm. Well, look at this uh, story. Internet test results show how many could not access minimum speeds, including those in the Hamilton area. Actually, Surrey and Quebec City were the only two locations where 50% or more of tests met basic service objectives for both upload and download speeds set by the CRTC. Interesting. I just have to correct you, Taz. The website is fast.com. Fast. Uh, what did I say? Speed? Speed.com. Yeah. yeah. That's, t- <laughs> that's if you need some uppers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you won't be slowing com. down. Who needs the I read the whole library. My download speed and uplo- upload speed are through the roof. <laughs> Fast.com. Fast.com. Mine says 86 megabytes per second right now. That's pretty good. I don't even know if that's good. Uh, you'd like to be over 100, I think. Is that how it goes? Fast.com. Let's see if I'm running the same as you. Or down the hall around the corner. I've got 85. Oh, dang. Nope, down to 83. Hmm. It's fun. It's like playing a slot machine. The numbers go up and down. <laughs> Where's it going to stop? Oh, I got 83. Huh, worth testing it at home. And if it is low, then you absolutely should call your internet provider. Yeah. If we're all getting hosed here. Yeah. You know, uh, you're paying for something. You expect Mm -hmm. to get what you're paying for, right? Absolutely. Question is, do young adults today work harder than previous generations? New poll of 17 and 18-year-olds found that more than 25% of young adults believe they have to work harder than previous generations. Just got a uh, call from John. He said he runs a company and uh, he has trouble keeping staff on. He can't find young people to work. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Look at the service industry right now, Jim. There's a shortage in people working at bars. I couldn't get a job at a bar. That was the that was the job everyone wanted when I was you know eighteen, nineteen years old. If you could get at a, a job at a bar, you were laughing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just the social aspect of working right. at the bars, like in a downtown city, is amazing. Or I, a I, restaurant, I, you yeah. know, anywhere. I tried. I had no experience. I tried like fifteen years ago to, when I first moved uh, and tried to get a um, a job at a bar. Couldn't. 
Couldn't I do had, it. I had no experience. And now you can't find young people to work in in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. There's a shortage of employees. Hey, Taz and Jim, you wanted to comment? Do you think the uh, young adults today are going to have to work harder than previous generations? Well, I'll, I'll just tell you a little story. My last year of uh, high school, I'm 35 now, but my last year, my last semester, I did uh, night courses. I worked during the day. I got my trucker's license when I was 21. By the time I was 23, I bought my first condo, and I'm on my third house now, and I'm 35, and I'm a truck driver. Mm-hmm. Now, when I got my license uh, when I was 23, I was the youngest guy in the company, you know, and then 10 years later, I'm looking around, I'm like, well, where, where are the 20-year-olds, you know, coming up? And I only seen one guy that's younger than me in all these years. It's been like 15 years now that I'm driving. I don't know why. I don't know why the young, the young people aren't coming up and, you know, getting the opportunity. Yeah, it's a long day, 12, 14-hour days, but you can still make it out there. You just got to put the effort. That seems to be a common statement. They they want the, the they all want to work, but they want to work the job that is perfect for them. They want their dream job immediately instead of working towards it. Exactly. Like they want some inner realization of a dream that it's not out there, you know? Like uh we just been telling young people that they're special and nobody's special. Go out there and do the work. <laughs> We think you're special. (laughs) Wow, now you made my day. (laughs) (laughs) Are you in the truck right now? Headed down to Toledo, Ohio. Give us a honk, brother. (laughs) You got to try the milk crate challenge. Oh, I've seen this. (laughs) Yeah, I saw Jamie Foxx, the actor, posting about this. He was... He was laughing pretty hard about the the people trying this milk crate challenge, saying, "Oh yeah, it looks like a lot of fun at the family barbecue." It's, and I, I it looks terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's essentially you set up a pyramid of, or I shouldn't say a pyramid, but a one dimensional pyramid, one line steps of milk crate. So you got one milk crate followed by two, three, four, and then the top is five milk crates. Seven. Is it seven? So, yeah, and then it, you have to go it goes all the way up the top seven. and all the way down the back. Right, so you make a triangular shape, stairs up, yeah. stairs down out of these milk crates, and it seems to be that number seven, for whatever reason, it, it is the it's the deal breaker, which is the worst one to fall off of because you're the the furthest from the ground. But in the videos I'm watching here. Number seven seems to get a lot of people. Uh-huh. Jay, touch the car. That looks like it really, really hurts. Yeah, a lot of people are their feet slip out from under them because it's like a wobbly tower when they're at the top. So then they they'll fall and their back will hit the crates as they fall yeah. down, and their spine will bend over top of it. Yeah, your feet go sideways. You're landing on your back or your head. Yeah. While your friends and family laugh hysterically. Can be defeated. I got it too. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not are surprised you okay? people are hurting themselves, but I am surprised that people can find this many milk crates. That was my question, too. Where's everyone getting these milk crates from? I maybe have one milk crate at home. Filled with records? Have records, or I think it used to be filled with records, and now I've got uh, some tools and old wires yeah. in it in the back room. 
But like, I, do these all, people all work at Circle K? I don't get it. I guess if I have a milk crate, Jim, do you have a milk crate? I do. I have one. So if we have a party and everyone brings one milk crate. <laughs> it's a milk crate challenge party. Next thing you know, we've got enough to build the triangle and we can <laughs> severely injure ourselves. Oh, it's over here. Oh, it's over here. Oh, it's over here. Everyone's laughing. Uh, Jim, you fell off that thing. I'd, I'd be the first question I would have is, "Are you okay?" You're such a liar. You'd be laughing. You would be dying laughing. And no, I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't. I guess you do put yourself in the situation. Yes, if it's somebody, and this is one of those challenges that I look at it and I go, "I could do it." That's the problem. You know? You think you think hey, these guys are losers. Yeah, they're my, they're drunk. My I don't balance know. is amazing. I'd be yeah. able to do the the seventh step. Well, I did see one guy step up as he was rolling a blunt. Like a guy did all he went all the way up and then all the way down. Like some people it's a challenge that can be done. I don't want to encourage anybody actually. I don't want to encourage anybody to do it. But that that's the tricky part is some people have actually done it. So it just encourages more people to try it. Well, you're you're doing performance enhancing drugs at that point. <laughs> Hyper focus. <laughs> the blunt guy's got to be disqualified. He's in the zen <laughs> moment, you know. <laughs> Nobody wants to see you actually do it. You want to spill that weed. <laughs> they want to see you fall off the top of the triangle. <laughs> oh, Jim, we got to uh, wish our pal Alan McLean good luck. Alan, you've heard on the show, he's got that great South African accent, and he is an amazing golfer, former Canadian Tour champion. He um, uh, played golf with Jim and I a couple weeks ago. Jim, you took a lesson from him last yeah, week, didn't you? last Wednesday. Uh, and he's already turned your game around considerably. Yeah. Step in the right direction. He's an awesome dude, and he, he really is, is playing this week in a qualifying event for the PGA Champions Tour. So, Ooh. fingers crossed. It would be great to have our pal on the uh, on the Champions Tour, someone to root for, huh? Damn right. That'd be awesome. Speaking of the PGA, did you hear about the guy who stole more than 23,000 U.S. Open tickets. Really? Former employee of the United States Golf Association, Robert Fryer, apparently stole more than 23,000 U.S. Open admissions tickets between 2013 and 2019. He then sold those tickets to third-party ticket brokers for more than a million dollars. Hmm. So he was stealing the tickets, selling them to the scalpers. Face value of the tickets was more than $3 million. Holy cow, that's a racket. He has been charged with conspiracy to commit mail and wire fraud, four counts of mail fraud, ten counts of wire fraud related to a scheme to embezzle and to keep proceeds from the unauthorized sale of tickets to the U.S. Open. If he's found guilty... Faces 300 years in prison. Wow, that's crazy. I know it's not a violent crime, but uh, God, I hope they throw the book at him. Three years of supervised release. He also faces, yeah, that's, that's doable. <laughs> that's much less than 14 lifetimes in prison. After 300 <laughs> years, there's another three years that he will be supervised. First, he has to find the fountain of youth and stay alive forever. How about this one? Uh, $3,750,000 fine. Oh, boy. 
and he could be made to forfeit his profits and pay restitution to the USGA. Wow, the only way to pay that fine is to win the U.S. Open. <laughs> right. Well, how could he? So he'd have to pay back three million. So he's he could possibly be in the hole, close to seven million dollars. Holy cow! Well, good man. I'm sick of these third party buyer guys. I mean, I haven't bought um, sports tickets second hands, but so many concert tickets. Like, I hope that they throw the book at this guy for real. Yeah, he's making all the honest scalpers look bad here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think we found another candidate for the. Taz and Jim Excuses Hall of Fame here, Jim. This is a uh, Florida man. Here we go. You know it's going to be good. (laughs) Florida man was arrested. There was a community near Daytona Beach, and they had reports of a peeping Tom in the area recently. Mm. Uh, Some guy was looking into windows, exposing himself to women. So the police started monitoring the area, and last Saturday night, they caught the guy with his pants down. Literally, we've got the audio here. This is the body cam audio from the officer apprehending the peeping Tom. Boot on the ground! Get his pants down! Stop resisting! Get cuffs on him! Dude, he had his pants down. He was like, he had his ass to me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The guy's kind of laughing about Well, it's kind of funny. Well, I think he's not laughing about what the guy was doing, no, but he's laughing not. about the the fact that he had to tackle a guy with his butt. Sure. <laughs> Exposed. Exposed. And then he's like his, literally his caught. to him. He's caught red-handed, white-cheeked. I don't know what the equivalent would be, but like yeah. you could not be busted in a more precarious situation. Well, he had an excuse. Uh-oh. I was just out getting some exercise. <laughs> Naked squats? I don't know. <laughs> Didn't really think that one through. I mean, maybe with the heat wave that we're in, huh. you can say I was just airing things out, and that would be a little more believable, I think, than I was doing some pant- pantsless uh, jogging. Was he? Did he look at his Fitbit and see how many beats per minute he had going on? Or? Oh, he had beats per minute, Jim. <laughs> He's now in jail on $33,000 bond. He's facing multiple charges, including exposure, voyeurism, and stalking. Just exercising. Mm-hmm. Arkells, forget knocking at the door. Just keep it closed. The air conditioning's on, and it's 32 degrees out. <laughs> Feeling more like uh, 40 with the Humidex today. Yeah, 32. Tomorrow, about the same. Maybe even warmer. Could get up to 33 tomorrow. That is outrageous. Uh, nothing but sunshine today, but tomorrow it's getting too hot, so you got a chance of thunderstorms. Thursday, same thing. Could be 31 degrees. Right through the weekend, we're looking at 30. So, yeah, we are definitely in the midst of a heat wave here in the Taz and Jim listening area. I mean, it's real hot out there, Taz. Oh, Jim, how hot is it? It's so hot out there, I saw the Statue of Liberty's got pit stains. <laughs> just, Get her some lady secret, come on. Just the one pit, right? Just the one, you well, can't you can't, really if she see. raises the other arm, she's been keeping it tight at the side, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, but I mean, it's seriously hot out there, though. How hot is it? I, well, it's so hot, these internet ads are saying I can meet tons of hot shingles in my area. 
Shout out to all the roofers mm-hmm. who are going to be up there. Mm-hmm. The, the shingles will be hot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's real hot out no. there. Really? I mean, it's so How hot. Is it? It's, Jim? Oh, it's so hot. Louis C.K. is asking co stars to watch him unwrap a popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> but the dated ones are my favorite. <laughs> The ones that would have been like uh, topical four, five, ten years ago, mm-hmm. I, I like those ones. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That's a well. Well, we'll see. Okay. That's it for now, though. Mm-hmm. That's it for now. I'll say that's enough for now. <laughs> Do what you can to stay cool today. Uh, the pools, the splash pads open. Uh, if you have, they always say, if you have someone in your life or a neighbor who's elderly, check in on them. Make sure they're doing all right because, yeah. It's going to be a little sweaty out there. Hey, Rick. Hey, how's it going, bud? Good. So, Jim, uh, he goes by Ricky, first of all. And, Ricky, tell Jim what your last name is. It just happens to be Martin. Ricky, Ricky Martin. Martin. I love it. Living la vida loca. So how old were you when Ricky Martin hit the scene? Oh, I, am, I am 36. Oh, so you were, like, in grade school. Yeah, yeah, he just came out when I was in grade seven or eight, I believe. Yeah, so you're not named after Ricky Martin. It's just a coincidence. Yeah, it's just a lucky coincidence, I guess we'll call it. Why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. That's right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Michael exactly. Bolton. <laughs> See, I have like, well, I have Jim Kelly, which is the uh, Buffalo Bills quarterback, but he's right. not, you know, <clears throat> as laughed at as Ricky Martin would be, and he always Ricky existed. Martin was a huge success. Yeah, but he's also <laughs> dancing, and when you're a young boy, you don't want to be compared to Ricky Martin, depending no. on who Good you God, are. No. Actually, funny story, I went to school with a guy named Mike Tyson, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. See, that's one. A that, that's a, a tougher cooler. one to live up to, though. All this pressure to start living la vida loca, right? And you're just a young kid, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing: no one ever forgets my name. <laughs> right. Congratulations, Ricky Martin. Thanks, guys. Celebrity names. You share a name with a celebrity, and we got some here. Go ahead. You're on the air. My name is Sarah, but my husband's name is Phil Donahue. <laughs> when we met in high school my mom said he gave you a fake name but no that's his real name how old's phil donahue he's 36 well clearly phil donahue was uh at the peak of his talk show uh reign when he was born so his parents must have known they were naming him after phil donahue i know <laughs> well, tell Phil Donahue we say hi. I will. He, he's the garbage closer in St. Thomas, so he makes you listen. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> hey, it's Taz and Jim. Oh, man, what an honor. I finally got through. Who's this? <laughs> hey, this is Haywood. Haywood who? Oh, no. You blow me. <laughs> hey, get out of here. <laughs> hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, Taz, uh, I just texted you. I heard that uh, story about uh, Ricky Martin. Well, here's, uh, here's some news for you. My, my name is Richard Dawson, just like the guy that hosted Family Feud. My daughter married a gentleman named Tim Martin, so obviously her name became Ricky Martin. So your daughter's name is Ricky? Yep, Rick, Ricky Dawson, and now she's Ricky Martin. Okay, and, we got a female Ricky Martin out there. Yep, and then uh, one step further, her husband, Tim Martin, is going through to be a doctor of environmental studies. 
he's going to end up being Doc Martens, just like the shoes. <laughs> Bye. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.